man. We're live. Welcome to the pre-show, everybody. Um, this is the part of the show where we talk about what we're going to do on the show. And it's easy this week because I haven't done shit all week. Um, so that'll be the best top three ever. I read half of one book. And it was a big money grab and I was kind of pissed off about it. Oh, so are you going to ha- really have a top three then? I ha- I've read some other stuff, but it's mostly stuff I retired. I could definitely mention some books. Well, it sounds like it's time to bring those out of retirement this week since right, you got nothing else. Right, Because I didn't read shit else. You um, have no anyway, choice. Segment one, a lot of TV to talk about. But we are going to talk about Obi-Wan in yeah. the news. Uh, the massive verse is getting even bigger. We'll mention that. Deceased, a new round of Deceased. Uh, new High Republic books, new Yoda book, and that's going to lead us right into Kenobi. Segway. I love it because it's not a Kenobi show, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, food news, double dose of food news. <sighs> one gross, one good, but you get to decide. It really is an awkward sort of food news this week. I mean, usually it's pretty week, cut and dry. All week, Sean. All week. Uh, yeah, and then we have a moment of destruction. I didn't read any of those. <laughs> and then we have a top three when I didn't read any of those either. Uh, I did read a few books, but I'll be able to talk You're about You're really setting yourself up for failure here. I didn't we? read anything like Marvel or DC really at all, dude, this week. Okay. I was just so busy. And I say that I was outside getting hammered since like Thursday night, you know. Well, I'm crazy. glad it's a good excuse. Exactly. Exactly. I'm kidding. That's a terrible one. Anything you want to add? There was celebration. I don't have any of the images for it, but there was some pretty cool shit that got announced. You know, we could mention. I missed all of that, so yeah, I, I can I can learn along with the audience here. I I'm not going to bring any of it up because the only thing I remember seeing is the Andor trailer. You didn't see the Andor trailer? I haven't watched the Andor trailer yet. It I saw that they okay. released the Andor trailer. It I did also okay. see that they're doing like Tales of the Jedi, animated. Liam Neeson coming back for Qui Gon. Yeah. Well, what? we'll talk about this with Obi-Wan, but I'm sure that won't be the first time he's back as Qui-Gon. Let's get into it. Let's do the show. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, we'll just do this one. But... Oh, it was a hell of a week, and then the weekend hit mm-hmm. hard. It's still going, too. I love a long weekend. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. <laughs> That is a classic. A classic. It gets no better. Oh, man. It was kind of a light week for comic book news, too, man. It's just... Okay. I mean, yeah, pretty thin, but yeah, good stuff. Greetings, geeks. Welcome back. Happy Memorial Day. Uh, it's another episode of This Geek in Comics, Outward Geekery's comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show. It's a Gomer and Taylor show this hour. Might hit an hour. How's it going, buddy? Good weekend so far? Long weekend? Um, just keeping busy. Still, like, moving boxes and oh, shit yeah. around. All the big stuff's done, but now there's, like, the million little things, you know, that we got to round yeah. up and grab. And then you got to put them all in their place. You know, uh, that's lower on the priority scale. Just like get them to the new yeah. place and sort that shit out later, which future and me will hate that. But exactly. Future, future me is, can go fuck himself. Present me has got a timetable here. Yeah. I mean, past me is such a douchebag. I'm always like, damn, future me. 
I'm sorry. This is all on you now. You know, it's sorry. This is on you. You'll get over it, though. You'll get over And he never is. He's always pissed. But I have a habit of, like, I'll pull all the shit out of the boxes, and I'm like, all right, I got to get it on the shelves. And I'll put it on the shelves, and I look at the shelves, and I'm like, that isn't where I want any of that. You know what I mean? So I got to pull it all off, you know, kind of get ahead of myself a little bit. Uh, anyway, huge TV week. I still haven't watched the next episode, the latest episode of Strange New Worlds. That's how much the TV has been. Stranger Things is epic this season. I mean, oh my God. Did you binge it's, the whole thing? Not yet, dude. And it's not even the whole thing. It's just the first volume. Well, I and haven't even gotten started, I'm afraid. It's but, The yeah. episodes are long, dude. Each episode is like an hour and a half. Gracious it's, me. It's like a movie. Every episode is a movie, but dude, it's so, so good. So like every episode characters. is they had to split it into two parts, and every yeah. episode is significantly like, longer than I think previous episodes were. They're all at least an hour, dude. It's incredible. Man. But it's a great show. It know? is a great show. I mean, <laughs> this is this has been like the gold standard Netflix show since it's really mm. come out. And we've had a bit of a hiatus here, but I haven't been able to check this one out, but I'm glad to hear that it's yeah, still right? good. Yeah, right. This kid's old enough for college now. It's like, yeah, man, I mean, I mean, that really was, working. that's always something you have to work with when you have a younger cast because, yeah. you know, they are going to more dramatically change than actors who have, you know, already hit their maturity. Right, right. right. Uh, but yeah, Thor trailer. Did you watch? The, is that new this week? That's new this week. I think it is. Yeah, I think this it came is a out really like last long Monday. week. Uh, I don't think there's much to talk about from the trailer except for you know, Ace they did drop tail. his head tentacles. Yeah, yeah, they did get rid of the head tentacles. Oh, I uh, saw the meme. Yeah, Christian Vale versus Atheist Vale. Yeah. But uh, there are a lot of people who are upset about the way Gore looks and I mean the head I'm tentacles okay would have looked ridiculous. It kind of would have, dude. I mean Gore's appearance, I kind of I miss the hood. I wish they had kept the uh Well and he could get a hood. He could, he could. He might have a hood. But the most important aspect of Gore is not what he looks like. It's sort of the thematic opposition he offers to Thor. That's what makes him such a good villain. Yeah and I think because, Bale... you know even Thor admits Gore is right. You know? Exactly. And I think Bale is going to pull that off. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I really think he's a good enough actor to. I have high expectations. I mean, I've never seen Bale in like a genre movie where he didn't do a good job. So, yeah, I fully expect amazing. him to here. Yeah, he's amazing. So, anything, you just moved this week. Nothing exciting. Eh, afraid so. Well, I didn't read any comics, so we're even. Let's do the news. This week. Uh, it's really just a bunch of comic book quick hits. Uh, Dead Lucky. This is the latest book in the massive verse. This is Radiant Black. Um, <laughs> uh, San Francisco is changing. A tech consortium is building the city of the future with peacekeeper robots. So well, that now, never uh, ends well. Yeah, that that dystopian shit never ends well. Uh, Melissa Flores, who wrote Power Rangers, unites with superstar artist French Car Carlo Magno, who also worked on Power Rangers. So we've been saying since Radiant Black hit, you know, this really does kind of feel like it's sort of Power Rangers. And it's leading into that. Eisner nominated now. You know, uh, Radiant Black has been you know nominated for an Eisner. So, I mean, it's for real. The art looks great. You know, in these preview pages. I believe this is the fourth book that's in this so-called Massiverse now. Right? Uh, I, including miniseries? Yeah, I think it is. The fourth or fifth one. So, 
I mean, it's wild. They're doing their own sort of shared multi-book universe over at Image Comics. It's been since the 90s since they've been able to pull that off. And again, this is award-winning or award-nominated anyway. So that hits uh, August 3rd. August 3rd. Uh, New Deceased. uh, Fan favorite book around here. Tom Taylor is awesome. The final chapter begins... Uh, I mean, do you keep up with this? You keep up with Deceased? You know, I n- have never read Deceased. I mean, I hear good things Solid. about it. You know, I love Tom Taylor, but yeah. this well, is just something I've missed the boat on, I'm afraid. Oh, yeah. And shit has gone. I mean, it's gone from, okay, there's a zombie apocalypse to, okay, 50 years later, here's the survivors. You know, it's it's been. Well, epic. I mean, that's what that's the type of thing we're always praising Tom Taylor for, right? He takes a throwaway idea yep. and makes it much more than what it should be, you know? Injustice. I mean, and this is what the, the of everything else he's ever done except injustice. This reminds me most of injustice, uh, just because he's sort of been able to do whatever the hell he wants. And when he has that sort of freedom, he's one of the best writers on the planet. You know, when he's got that sort of freedom. Oh, zombie high father looking kind of gnarly. Right, <laughs> right. That looks pretty rad. Yeah, dude, it looks really cool. Um, these are some of the variant covers, connecting covers. Yeah, DC going all out with this. They know it's going to be a hot book uh, because it is. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I mean, they've done like what, like half a dozen of these DCs? Yeah, this now? is the sixth one of these, I think, including like there was like a, it wasn't really a decease. It was kind of like a side sort of tales from deceased, but it was still it was fantastic. They've gotten and as much mileage out of this, I think, as Marvel did out of Marvel Zombies. Oh, yeah. I would say this not is more. probably better of the two. I don't oh, know if, yeah. like, I don't know how many volumes of Marvel Zombies they ended up doing, but... It lost steam after volume one. It, it never got better after that, volume one. That is, like, a throwaway idea that sold well, and so they just milked it for all its worth, whereas Tom Taylor took a throwaway idea, and it's like, oh, this is actually pretty compelling. Yeah. I mean, they knew Marvel Zombies, the first one, was going to hit hard. They knew it. And it was a great book, and it had a cool hook, and the ending was just amazing. And then, yeah, they milked it, milked it, milked it. Tom Taylor sort of sculpted this from the beginning for it to, yeah, we can end it, but it's also open-ended, and I can keep going if you want. You know, The first one really wasn't supposed to be that. The way it ended especially, I mean, I don't want to spoil it. It's a 20-fucking-year-old book, but event, event, uh, by the end of it, ultimately, a bunch of zombies eat Galactus and then become the new Galactus. And it's amazing because Galactus and a zombie apocalypse is kind of like they have these weird similarities to them. That was a pretty cool way for it yeah. to end, but it is it does feel kind of final, final. but then it wasn't. Final, you know? yeah, exactly, dude, exactly. And they went back to that well way too many times. So deceased um, War of the Undead Gods. Undead Dark Side is enough just to, you know, get me over. But Tuesday, August 9th, y'all, August 9th. Uh, more High Re- more Star Wars. Now it's nothing but Star Wars for the rest of the show, y'all. High Republic is back with Phase 2. They're relaunching the High Republic number 1. Kevin Scott and Ario Anandito reunite after their successful run of Volume 1. This is the hook here, 150 years before Phase 1. Okay. So they're going even further back into the, the High Republic, Republic. Lasted a long ass time, then. Oh, uh, for sure. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a huge deal. I mean, if you've been reading it, you know, like yeah. how big of a huge deal the High Republic is in the overall scope of of the Star Wars timeline, at least. 
uh, this is where the next shows are going to be coming from. They're doing and they got animated plans for this. You know, they have plans for the High Republic moving forward. Um, but yeah, it's just a comic series. They're going to do the same thing they've done with the other one. It's going to hang out on Jetta, which is nice. You know, from Rogue One. That does sound fun. Yeah, and then they're doing High Republic Light of the Jedi. Um, or what, is this the Light of the Jedi? The Blade. The it says. Well, maybe they're doing two books. Uh, okay, Star Wars High Republic, Star Wars High Republic, The Blade. This is going to be Charles Soule and Marco Castiello. Uh, it's just going to focus on... That's uh, a hell of a creative team for it. Oh, dude, I love that dude. I love Charles Soule. So, uh, a Jedi turned cook. That's what this is going to be about. Four-issue limited series, mysterious backstory of Porter Engel. I know that it's probably going to be better than this, but I'm getting vibes from that shitty Steven Seagal movie where he was like, I'm just... Oh, that's actually... I love that movie so much. I mean, it's dumb fun, but... It's dumb, stupid fun. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. So, yeah, that is uh, the one bit of Star Wars comic news. The other one, and why has it taken them so long? Ten-issue series, Star Wars Yoda is going to... This does seem like low-hanging fruit, yeah. And the reason I say that is... He's the only character who hangs out in the High Republic. So he's a real easy guide to sort of transition to the way things changed between what we know from the Skywalker saga in that era and also the High Republic era. You know, we we can get a really cool sense of what's going on. Yeah, I mean, he's a gateway character for a lot of people, you know, like he's the one character that people are likely familiar with who is still around, you know, back then. Yep, yep. Uh, let's see. The series will start set in self-imposed exile on Dagobah, Kevin Scott, and Nico Leone. And then there's going to be another story from Jody Hauser and Mark Guggenheim with artists Luke Ross and Alessandro Miracola um, set before the prequel series near the end of the Clone Wars. So that's really cool. This is announced at Celebration as well. Uh, this feels like it's going to be more of like an anthology sort of thing, telling one-shot stories. Hopefully there's a commonality, like a common theme going through all of them. I'd really like to see that, you know, that connected. I'd be willing uh, to bet that it's like Yoda, like telling stories to like Padawans or some shit. Right. Yeah. That would actually be cool. I'd be all right. No, that'd be fine. I mean, that, yeah. I didn't mean that, that to sound derisive. Oh, that'd yeah. be a good way to do it. Yeah. Uh, first cover here, there are going to be a lot of covers for this. Uh, I would think upwards of a dozen different covers for this. It's I want to be at all surprised. I mean, yeah, this this is a way for them to print some money, you know? Yeah. Uh, but this Phil Noto uh, first uh, issue cover, uh, this this I think this is going to be the main cover for it. Uh, it's beautiful. Oh, I love it so much. Phil Noto can do no wrong. But now segue into what we all came to talk about. We only got two left in the chat, so whatever. Kenobi. <laughs> you got a package for this one yet? Uh, I've got some images for this. Okay. No, I mean, like, oh, no, you have, like no, a little... I don't have anything like that. No, All right. they'll hit me. They'll hit me with the John Williams. If I steal John Williams, they'll hit me for sure. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. And that dude likes his money. I can't blame him. He's awesome. Uh, fantastic two episode premiere. I always have a good time when I get to visit, you know, the star Wars universe. Uh, it surprised me a bit. Yeah. I was expecting, you know, old man Kenobi, which is basically what this is. It's old man Logan, but with Obi-Wan Kenobi, it just, yeah. is, you know, um, I was expecting Inquisitors. I was expecting the Inquisitors to be assholes to each other. 
I was expecting all of that. What I was not expecting was little precocious Princess Leia. You summed up exactly what I was thinking. Awesome. Yeah. Leia was probably my favorite part of these first two episodes. You summed it up really well there. We're like, this was a mixture of things I was completely expecting, but also elements I was not. I was yeah. expecting, you know, Obi-Wan kind of like, you know, mired in self-pity, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, a little bit of himself dying every time he doesn't step in to do something. But I was not expecting them to tie in Leia at all. And she was a good way to handle it. You know, this is a good way to yeah. like, I feel like it would have been a little too <laughs> predictable for it to be something with Luke, especially because like Luke seems to like barely know Obi-Wan. Yeah. But I think exactly. it's a, I think it's the good way to go, right. To have him get called back into action with uh, Leia instead. Yeah. Uh, and again, I just wasn't expecting it, <clears throat> but princess Leia, general Leia throughout the entire uh, Skywalker saga, she's the most badass motherfucking character. Without and she's she has cool moments in here too. Like I love the whole yes. thing where she like fucking dunked all over her cousin there. Yeah, dude. She fucking yeah. tore him apart. Yeah. Uh but her cousin wasn't wrong. I mean, she, and that's part of her appeal. She is an outsider. She does realize that she's not really an organa, you know that she is. Yeah, and it, but it was also a really good way to kind of get to the core of what like what makes Leia such a good character is like she sees right through him, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh that some people were whining about, you know, this is like a the a princess. She doesn't have any bodyguards and shit. And I think it kind of shows her getting over on some of her bodyguards. And you know, maybe it is in a little simplistic way, but I also think that shows Alderaan almost in a way how it's well, yeah, I mean, simplistic. No Alderaan more... is like this saccharine place, and yeah. it 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 jives right that they would never yeah. expect something like this to happen in their own backyard. Exactly, dude. Um, Although, one thing that I will say, though, she seems yeah. younger than 10. She does look a little bit younger than 10, but her attitude, she might as well be 19. Fair enough, yeah. You know, and they're really pulling that off well. Um, I think it's in their best interest to go for the youngest capable actress they can if they're going to try to spin this off into oh, yeah, I mean, sooner rather than later. They made a great casting here. This kid is doing a great job. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one problem I have with it is obviously the same problem I have with most Star Wars things. Continuity always gets fucked up, and it's weird that in Episode 4, you know, in A New Hope, in Star Wars, she says, Obi-Wan, you hung out with my, my dad during the Clone Wars, and not, hey, Obi-Wan, you went and rescued me that one time when I was 10 when Flea got all handsy, you know? That was Flea. That was fun. <laughs> oh, dude, was it was odd because he had pants on. You know, I'm not used to seeing Flea with pants on. Yeah, I mean, just like 10 times the amount of clothing he normally has <laughs> yeah, on. He was wearing a jacket? What? Yeah. Usually if he's got a jacket on, that's all he's wearing. Um, but I love the Inquisitors. I love this guy. Uh, he just seems like this stoic. Well, too bad. <laughs> uh, and he might be back. You know, I don't no, know, man. He got run through with a lightsaber. That's usually pretty final. Pretty yeah, he did get run through pretty hard. But, uh, but yeah, the Inquisitors are a good batch of villains, you know? And it is yeah. kind of cool to see... Um, sort of the power dynamics between them, you know? Yes, yes. I mean, th these guys wouldn't be Inquisitors in the first place if they weren't opportunistic, power-hungry types, you know? Yeah, and I mean, they're going to They'd get be dead Jedi if they weren't, you know? Exactly. Basically, the dynamic that they have is what I would expect from, like, the normal relationship between a Sith Master and their apprentice. Yeah, not this, you know, Sidious and Anakin thing. Not that, you know, that was a little different. 
You know, that was Sidious having to play it a little bit higher. These motherfuckers are out. They know they're Sith. They know the Sith are in control. They know what's going down. This is what feels like when we saw Anakin and Obi-Wan hanging out in the prequels. You know, that really. Yeah, like they carry themselves like yes. they know like that they stand apart, you know, and that, you know, there's a little bit of entitlement to being a Jedi, just the same way that there's entitlement to being an Inquisitor here. Exactly, dude. And I really like how they're playing that off. Cause that's kind of how, cause we know the relationship that a, a Jedi master has with their Padawan. We know that we've seen that through the characters that are spotlighted in this. So I really think it's fair that the Inquisitors are giving us this eye, this peek into how Sith and their, relationships work with yeah. training and stuff like that and i think it's just fucking wonderful because of course at two hours in it just it's completely done you know it's just ruined yeah but like i also really appreciate oh that's that- right that dude is in rebels you're right shane thank you thank you he is that dude is in rebels so he got it oh well i guess yeah. he's gonna be okay then yeah but um i'm so happy too i like that guy yeah that whole awesome. um interrogation scene was also a good opportunity for Owen to be an actual character here, you know? Right, not just a burn pile and an, and an asshole, you know? Yeah. Red Foreman of the Star Wars universe, just dumb, hasn't painted his fucking roof in 50 years, you know? Um, I want to see more of him. Um, yeah, I really liked what I've seen yeah. of him so far, and yeah, I, I appreciate them like having the opportunity now to kind of develop people who have never gotten a chance to. Yeah, for sure, man. And there's so many more opportunities for that as we go even further into it. Uh, what is it, only eight episodes? Is it even eight? Is it six? I think it's just six, yeah. So we're already a third of the way through, yeah. Yeah, the only other beef I had with it, besides dumb continuity nitpicks, right, was they waited to the end to show off Vader. You know, I wanted Vader more up front early. Well, I wanted it early. I was at Vader's inclusion here was the thing that I was most worried about so i am actually glad that they're using him sparingly sure sure you're right vader fett there are star wars is like the epitome of villains who were less has always been more but there are arguments can be that can be made for vader's depth of character from little baby anakin up to you know his yeah death star 2 moment i mean honestly like anakin was only ever a good character in the shows you know right yeah yeah. Invader was at his best when he was in that comic. So, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe I would act, maybe I'll like having Vader around more than I think I will, but I guess one last thing to say is that uh, Ewan McGregor of course, like, you know, he's it's like he's putting on an old suit, you know, he he's doing really well as like kind of the burnt out grizzled version of the character he used to be, and I think he's really nailing it so far. I mean, it's it shows that he's how good of an actor he is because there's no denying that this is yes Obi Wan, but he's not the Obi Wan who was who would jump down in front of an entire. Yeah, I mean, in that first like episode, the hello there, you know, his most yeah. classic. He's just having fun and jumping in the middle of a fight now. Yeah, he doesn't have the his gallantry is gone. It was heartbreaking, yeah. right? When that other Jedi showed up, it's like Obi Wan, I found you. Now we can do something. He's like, go away. You yeah, know? he's like that's not me. We that's lost. You lost. Yeah. Get the hell out of my face, you know? And it's, yeah. it's, it really is gut-wrenching to see Obi-Wan, like, you know, 10 years of him blaming himself for what happened to Anakin for... for all of it. You know, for yeah, for the fall of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, he was it, on the it, council. It absolutely makes sense that this is where he is after that time period. And I'm 
I'm hoping that that's what we get in this series is like the transition from this like disillusioned Obi-Wan to get to the like sage Obi-Wan that he was in A New Hope, you know? Yeah, where and I don't know if he, I don't know how they're going to get there. I'm sure they can, but he's going to have to have I got another faith. moment. Yeah, he's going to have to have another moment. I think it would be cool if it ends up being it's like it's Leia who kind of like re- right? reinvigorated the spark for him, you know? Because yeah, yeah, and it would really work as poetic justice for the rest of the show or the rest of the saga because again, Leia was the most bad ass character and all that. She never had a moment of weakness, never. Even when her planet got blown up, she was still giving a middle finger to all those badasses. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, she Betsy badass always will be. The truth. Anyway, uh, what else? Food news? You want to do food news? And then Let's do food talk news. Talk about comics. Mmm, yummy. <laughs> we got two gross ones. Uh, Miller Light, the beer company. We're off to a bad start. Yeah, I know. Has created something called Beer Cold. Oh, okay. This isn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be. It's kind of terrible, though. It's not All great, right. but... Uh, beer-infused charcoal arriving just in time for the 22 summer grilling season. So Miller is the idea announced- here that I'm like... I'm grilling up my burger and it's going to taste like Miller Lite. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't want that. No, I mean, don't bring this to y'all's barbecue assholes. <laughs> do not bring this to the barbecue. Okay. Do not do this. You grilling out. Sorry. You ain't, I'm going to McDonald's cause I ain't eating your Miller Lite burgers. I'm just not doing it. You can get that May 24th. Um, It'll be, it's available at MillerLightBeerCold.com for you evil savages that want it. 12 bucks for a four-pound pack, plus shipping, while supplies last. All right, the next one, because it's a double food news. Rit, th- this one I can go both ways. Ritz X Oreo. Ritz Crackers and Oreo Cookies are teaming up for the release of a new Ritz X Oreo, a first-of-its-kind sweet and savory product mashup. Uh, it's a rich cracker and an Oreo chocolate wafer sandwiching, peanut butter, and Oreo cream. I don't think these would go well together. I'm torn, dude, because it's like, maybe? I mean, Ritz crackers with peanut butter, sure. Yeah, that's a good idea. And, you know, yeah. if, yeah, I mean, Oreos are Oreos, right? You either like them or you don't. But right. I don't think that these are, I mean, chocolate and peanut butter on the Oreos is good, but I don't think cream would go with a Ritz cracker at all. Now, you say that. And I'm not saying that the Oreo cream is marshmallow at all. But, man, I used to take marshmallow fluff and put it in a bowl and eat with Ritz crackers like it was chips and dip. Honestly, and it was the best stuff ever. So, I can't and picture that. that Ore- but- it's good. But I'm yeah. not saying that, like, the Oreo cream is marshmallow cream. So I'm kind of – I am. I mean, I'm- Oreo cream is, like, officially stuff with one F, you know? <laughs> yeah, they can't right. even, they had to create a name. Yeah, they can't even legally legal. call it anything. But. Yeah. Uh, these are going to be available Thursday, May 26th by visiting oreo.com slash Ritz. All you have to do is pay $4 for shipping, mm. but you have to act fast. Supplies will not last I mean, this long. is something I could see people liking, but I just this is not for me. Yeah, I hope they go like worldwide because I would really like to just try them. You know, fuck your limited edition Bullshit. I mean, everything in this is something that you probably can whip together. Oh, dude, for sure. You could make, yeah, they sell these where you can just make your own. 
It's kind of like really with that McDonald's to. thing we were talking about a little <laughs> yeah, while you ago. You had to like, make it. You yeah. had to make your own with that. They weren't even going to do it. They were just going to give you the parts. So, yeah, maybe I'll go buy some Oreos. No, I want it in this special box. Damn it. I want it in the special box. It is collectible looking. All right, let's do what may be a top three. More like a top one and a half. I don't even need my notes. All right, everybody. So are you um, really leaving me high and dry for this one? I am. I feel so bad, dude. Uh, I had a That's great fine. week. I had a great week, meaning that I was busy as hell all week. And then, like, Thursday night hit, and I just started drinking and have not stopped. So I did not <laughs> read many books this week. Okay, okay. Um, I did read Department of Truth number 18, one of the best books on shelves. I also read Ice Cream Man number 30. Boop, mind blower, like it is most issues. I would uh, say just talk about those. I'm pretty sure those are both on your retirement list. but They are both on my retirement list. Um Department of Truth is like at the end of the Cold War, and the Russians and the Americans both had these spec op groups that were into tulpas, where basically they just created an idea, and that idea being presented and believed by a lot of people made it a reality. Um, so when the when the Soviet Union fell in the 90s, they had like this meeting where, okay, you won, but now what? You don't have an enemy now. You know, and it's all this deep psychological shit they're doing. So it was really cool. A lot of cool character work. Martin Simmons on the art is always, you know, spectacular. And then, yeah, uh, uh, that's really all I read. Ice Cream Man, number 30. It's hard to even explain how Ice Cream Man works. I mean, Ice Cream Man is genuinely hard to talk about because, it is. you know, it's, it's so good. Um, it's an anthology book where there's just these real cerebral sort of stories i don't want to say they're sci-fi i don't want to say they're horror but it's i mean kind it of is kind of like tales from the crypt yeah. where like yeah kind of like the ice cream man and they're all the crypt keep well i would say kind of, not really the crypt keeper because he's not really like the host or whatever but he's just but like he's always there he's the common something. thread yeah. yeah yeah it's a really wonderful book uh i can't rave about it enough Stillwater was good i read all my image books but most of my image books are retired because i would pick them every week um, if I had my chance, uh, I didn't read Godzilla. I didn't read Transformers. So, uh, yeah, I, all right. I did read one Marvel book and I'm going to talk about it, but I'm going to kind of bitch about it. Devil's Reign Omega number one was a cash grab. Okay. It was a preview to a bunch of books that I'm probably not going to get anyway. And it didn't really leave us anywhere that we weren't already at when Devil's Reign ended. Okay. Yeah, it was it was pimping out the new Daredevil relaunch. It's pimping out um, Thunderbolts, and the last bit with just Luke Cage. I guess I don't think that was leading into any specific book. But I would love for a Luke Cage as the mayor book. I would love that, especially yeah, I mean, that little purple cool. boy living at his house. That's yeah. awesome. But they're not doing that. They're not going to do that book, as far as I know. It's weird. I mean, they got to. They can't have made Luke Cage the mayor and then not do anything with it. I guess he'll probably be in Thunderbolts since he is kind of the one running that show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's going to be the guy they report to, at least, even though it looks yeah. like Hawkeye is going to be the field leader. Yeah. Cool. Well, all right. Try to make something out of this. Okay. Well, I will actually give an honorable mention to Devil's Reign Omega. All right. Yeah, it was, it was fine. Uh, oh. Doing previous. I'm gonna try to bring up these books. I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna try to bring up these books as you talk about them because again, okay. I can't save any. <laughs> but, 
But yeah, right. Devil's Reign Omega was good just for the the sheer fact that Devil's Reign was such a damn fun event. It was really, yeah. really fun. I mean, it and, was a cap off yeah. to what was probably one of the better events they've done in a while. Um, I did like that whole dynamic with um, Matt's brother being the one who actually died and they're doing like a fake funeral for him. And, like the it one person weird, who was, dude. yeah. And like when Butch shows up and he's like the one person there who was actually there for Mike, he, he is right to point out, right. That, you know, Mike is really getting the shaft here because he's not even getting like, people aren't mourning him. They're mourning Matt. And I mean, and I thought that was a cool way to kind of set up future drama here for the Daredevil book, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. That, to me, felt like it leaned more into the Daredevil run overall. And I don't know if you're caught yeah. up, but Matt's brother was an a- is an asshole. Was an asshole. Are he is, but... sucker. He really was, dude. I mean, just a terrible guy. He I understand was. that, but, like, it is kind of cool to see, like, the personal drama that is unfolding. Yeah. Because, like, the one... Like, the new Kingpin, right? Right. He actually is the only one who cared about him. Yeah. And so maybe he was really an asshole, but that does seem to set up a good future conflict there. And he got something. What was that? Black stone? Was that like the. Oh, yeah. That was like a Norn stone, I think. Yeah. Norn stone. Yeah. So he'd be back. He'd come back. Looks like it. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. I figured they can't be in the top three because I figured the hand would bring him back. Yeah. This is just a book that's pimping out other books, but I think it did some good pimping, you know? Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Um, cool. My actual number three, I guess, and it was kind of a light week for me, but um, my number three will be um, Avengers number 56, just because I like seeing Jason Aaron return to the Jane Foster character. And I thought it was kind of a cool twist. He, it was a good like setup for kind of like the history of the Jane Foster character, because she originally appeared back in the 60s when people had like these very one-dimensional supporting role characterizations for women and how, like, you know, back then she's like, oh, if only I could be Mrs. Thor! And now how, like, the character has evolved since then. I thought that was a cool way to do it. Yeah. Um, It's also, I think, an interesting twist he added in where, like, she thinks she got over on the Mephistos, but now she's wondering, maybe it's a deeper game than that because now they've got me wanting that hammer back again. Oh... Cool. Man, that's great art there. That is fun. Yeah. Architecture there. That is cool. That is cool. So, yeah, it was just a fun book. Um, nice. I guess we're going on to my number two now, right? Yeah, keep going, bro. It's all, all right. you. This is going to be a short episode. Um, <laughs> okay, so my number two this week is uh, Godzilla versus Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number three. Um, this continues just to be stupid fun. In this one, we yeah we got the Megazord fighting off against uh, some Power Rangers villains, I Guy, and not that. Um, wow, that is not the right preview. Nope, um, that's Godzilla, weird. But it's the MLP preview. Well, MLP whatever. Gone. But Go ahead. But anyway, yeah, we got um Gigan, uh, I Guy, and Rhino Blaster, which that's a fun sentence to say. <laughs> I'm all trying to dogpile <laughs> on the Megazord, but then we finally get this bit and it's a shame we get the preview up because there's this awesome two page spread of the Megazord and Godzilla having their like team up moment where they're just like blasting the bad guys together. And it's really oh, that's cool. Awesome. I mean, this is the epitome of a stupid idea that is so, so much fun and it's a blast to read. That's cool. That's cool. I mean, it's uh, exactly what you think it is. It's just got yeah. 
They're yeah. going through like the beats that you expect them to go through, but I'd be mad if they weren't, you know? You know, it's weird too, because sometimes an, an, a writer will want to get in there and put an ego in there and try to overdo it, try to make it something that it shouldn't be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I don't want Colin Bunn. Yeah, I don't want to like imply that Colin Bunn is not doing, you know, good writing here because like this is one of those Less ones. Yeah, this is one of those ones where like they don't have to go through a lot of effort to make this coherent, but they are doing a good job at it. You know, I appreciate the thought that went into making this a smooth transition to the cool shit you want to see, you know? Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. Um, just good, dumb, stupid fun. And um, my number one this week is going to be Punisher, number three. Ah, oh, man. This is the book I was looking forward to most this week, too. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. I mean, this is, uh, this is a character that Jason Aaron just intrinsically gets, you know? Um, what we see on the cover here and the crux of this issue was the recount of the first time the Punisher ever killed someone when oh. Frank was like 10 years old. Oh, awesome. I think I like this so much because it really gets to the fact that, yeah, the Punisher is this huge badass. Yeah, the Punisher is, you know, this fucking murder machine, but he's also a fucked up individual right like we get right. a that glimpse into him right that like even when he was a little kid he was like this not sadistic but he was this like person who was barely holding in his violent impulses yeah. he sees a guy basically beat a couple of people to death he was like some like wise guy right he went around thinking he was untouchable and punisher doused him with uh diesel fuel and set him on fire what? So it is a gnarly way for a little kid to do a premeditated murder. Whoa. But the That's thing I really rad. Yeah. But the thing I really like about it is just he gets to the fact that the Punisher has some really deep seated issues. And yeah. he's this guy who has found an outlet for all this inner rage and violence that kind of festers within him. So. Wow. The thing I like the best about Jason Aaron's Punisher is that he makes it clear that the Punisher is this cool badass, but he's also not someone that is a role model. Right, yeah, and I think that's the hard thing to do with Punisher. He's a deeply yeah. disturbed, deeply... Yeah. Almost pitiful individual. Yes, yes. But uh, at the same time, he is this hyper badass. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. Uh, you started off, you know, with Omega, the Devil's Reign. We know where Elektra and Daredevil are heading. You know, well, Matt and Elektra, they're both Daredevil now. So they're on a crash course, a collision course for the hand. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, oh, Jason, I hope that happens with that. I mean, it's got to, right? Over. I mean, they're going after the hand and, you know, the Daredevil Punisher dynamic is one of the longest reaching and one of the more compelling in all of comics. It so is. they, they can't possibly miss that opportunity. Like you know? both driven by this weird guilt, you know, that yeah. really isn't their fault. And, they have oh, a really yeah, cool dude. dynamic and this is a great way to set them on a crash course with each other. Yeah. So I'm hoping that happens in Chip Zdarsky and Jason Aaron, the dude writing Avengers and the dude writing Batman. I mean, those are like the two books at each of the big two houses. So, yeah, I mean, they, uh, dominate the sales charts every month yeah. and they probably always will. So that's the end of the worst top three. 
Uh, so no Legion, no Legion of X. I haven't opened it, but wow. I haven't gotten a chance to read it yet. Okay, good, not. good. It's probably the best damn book of the week. Neither of us fucking even cracked it open. <laughs> oh well. Uh, anyway, come back next week for even more terrible comic book reviews. Anyway, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody man. For don't lump me in with your lazy <laughs> yeah, ass right, over here. Right. Uh, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Really appreciate it. Come back uh, later on tonight. I think the bullies are going to have an episode. Uh, I love that show. Uh, Leroy and Eli just talking pop culture. I'm sure they're going to be all over all kinds of stuff tonight. Uh, what else is going on? We got a show tomorrow. Dave will be we here. We do. Preview be show. Nice. We're going to talk about all the new books coming out later this week. It's going to be great. I'm going to have the day off. I'm going to be so chill and relax and oh, just ready to talk about books. Uh, we got all kinds of stuff going on throughout the you know the week. Uh, let me see if I can bring this up. Oh, no, not that one. How about this one? OutrightGeekery.com. Go there. There's a bunch of links to all kinds of stuff that we've got going on, including uh, social media, merch, Patreon, all kinds of crazy fun stuff that's really worth following. Anyway, again, thanks, everybody, for hanging out. But most of all, thanks to this guy for hanging out with this guy. I appreciate it, man. No problem. We are going to do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. Man, the show really goes by quick when I don't do nothing. Yeah, I mean, there was... <laughs> we cut that more than in half because you always, like, have to have us talk shit on your face. <laughs>